Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian hey. and Alex. Hello. This episode, we are talking a little bit of game news before we jump into some Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 and Wolfenstein Youngblood. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Don't forget, we are Twitch affiliates now, and you can give us your free Prime subscription if you have Amazon Prime. Do that. gives us some money. doesn't cost you anything extra. It's pretty rad. And, uh, yeah. Alex, any bumpers for the network? Uh, I believe Horror Movie Yearbook did record an episode. I'm not sure if it is out as of yet. I also heard that since the passing of uh, of Rutger Hauer, they are planning on doing something specific for him. But uh, yeah, take a look for that. They did do they they did their slasher draft that I talked about. They also caught up on a bunch of 2019 movies. That was the last episode that's out there right now. So please go check that out. HorrorMovieYearbook.com. And then uh, Preacher. Preacher starts back up this Sunday, August 4th, with a two-hour premiere. I believe it's at 9 p.m. So uh, we're going to get back into that Gone to Texas groove. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be... It's going to take up even more time. Sweet. Your time will be gone. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever time. Yeah, it's gone to Texas. Indeed. G2Tpodcast.com. Check that out. Check it out. Good to go. Yeah. What uh what else have you guys been playing? Hmm. Brian, anything else? I know you guys you guys played Rainbow yesterday, right? Oh yeah. A little bit, yeah. It didn't go well until the last match, really. Did you was it just you the two of you and Gladish? Yeah. Well we only did like two. We right? did two or three or matches, three. I think. And we th- won a match on uh Outback, which has Surprising. never happened. Yeah. yeah. We like killed them like that's it was awesome. Three oh. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, was pretty good. Good good note to end on. It was still fun. It's always fun. Every time I yeah. play that game, I'm like, this game's so much better than the other shooters. Yeah, we like, feel just, very out of practice. Although what was weird is we came to it from Wolfenstein Youngblood, and yeah. it was weird feeling like Rainbow Six was slow. Yes. Were you playing it more aggressively? Oh, at all? I was at first. Okay. Oh, Wolfenstein, absolutely. Well, yeah, we're, but like, it made no, me I mean, I mean Rainbow specifically. Like, were you playing that? Well, we did it. We did of... a tea. We started with a tea hunt and okay. just ran in, and yes. I immediately died. And then, but Brian, I played it like Brian. Wolfenstein for the Brian wicked it. Yeah, he wicked it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I used a pistol a lot. Uh, yeah, Zach. Zach was Zach called him Brian Wick. He was watching at the time. Should I because... should I change my gamer tag to John Wick? <laughs> <laughs> that would be really uh, funny. Be pretty good and more current. It won. It's another Keanu Reeves character. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, that's weird. <laughs> John. Pretty good. John Constawick. <laughs> John Wickstantine. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one too. Uh, but yeah, Rainbow Six is fun still. Right on. Anything else? Uh, I picked up Bloodstained because there was a Target deal of pick it up and you get 20% off again and some store in Bloomfield Township. I had to drive to a Target 45 minutes away. I I drove to a Target half an hour away so I could get Bloodstained for 25 bucks on PS4. Was it worth it? It was very worth it. That game is awesome. I can't, there's nothing additional that I can say that John hasn't already said. It's fantastic. It feels, it's weird how good it feels in terms of like thinking of it as a symphony of the night like yeah. if it was a sequel an actual sequel to symphony of the night i would believe it there's some really weird and interesting having played symphony of the night recently there's a lot of like room structures and things like that that are very similar i yeah. don't know if you got to like the waterfall that's there i it's, haven't gotten there yet no. there's a waterfall that looks that feels exactly like the waterfall that's in symphony of the night um but yeah, no, it's it's great. There's some familiar voices. The dude who voiced Alucard uh, in Symphony of the Night originally is in. Uh, he's in Bloodstained, and in the Japanese version of Bloodstained, the original Alucard voices the same character, which is kind of cool. neat. It's fun that they kind that he picked similar people. David Hayter, the voice of Solid Snake, plays one of the characters as well. Hmm. Um, so no, it's it's very very good everything john said is very true and i'm glad i picked it up i'm gonna keep playing cool but 
Yeah. I don't know if you do you want to talk a little bit about Fire Emblem up top here because uh, we haven't played much of it. I literally only played like five, ten minutes of it. I got through I got I killed one person in the first intro battle was how far I got. Yeah. That's uh, funny because it's, it's I, very it's very Fire Emblem is what I'll <laughs> say. Like <laughs> I stopped in the same spot, which is really funny. Like the first night I probably booted up. It was I don't know, after midnight or something like that. And I played to that spot and I was like, I'm too tired, I need to turn this off. Yeah. But uh I've played about an hour of it. And um, it does feel very Fire Emblem, but it also feels a little bit different. I've also heard that they don't really rely on the triangle as much anymore. The swords are better than yeah. axes are better than lances well, are better it, than swords. I assumed that based off the fact that those particular elements in the battle screen aren't color coded anymore. Yeah. So I just figured like maybe it's not as prominent of a thing now. So. Yeah, so I think they've drawn back on that a little bit, which is kind of cool in my opinion because it makes it a little closer to like a Shining Force, which didn't right. really have something like that. Yeah. Um, but no, so far it seems very good. Um, I've heard people are happier with it than they were with the last Fire Emblems that came to console, um, just in the sense that it seems... Like a much more substantial. It doesn't just feel like you ported a, a handheld game over to a right. console. It feels like this was built with console, console graphics, console detail, everything like that in mind. So yeah, it looks great. Yeah, it looks Music's fantastic. Cool. The like hand drawn animation that they do for some of the awesome. cutscenes is fantastic looking. Yeah, um, that intro battle was really cool. Yeah, so I, I'm excited to to play some more of it. We'll probably talk about that more next episode. But cute. Brian, did you play anything else? Just a whole lot of D2, Destiny 2. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Yeah, not Division 2. Yeah, yeah of course. Or Diablo 2. Why would anybody <laughs> play the Division 2 anymore? I would like to play the Division 2. I know, two me too. I just, just had a large update. <laughs> but I don't want to play alone, and you're always too busy. Yeah, the first, it wasn't, didn't the first content drop or whatever the come out? The big like episode one like drop came out. You're and, going to uh, D.C.? I think no, so, you're already yeah. in DC, right? Or, but yeah, you're they're going... sending you back to New York for a half second for okay. something like that's cool. A couple of missions or something like that. There's a so. lot of games I want to play that require my friends to have fun. Well, we played one of those, so, and we'll talk yeah. about it in a little bit. But I would really like to play Sea of Thieves too. Yeah, that would be nice. That that whole update that happened this summer. Now that there's a game to play there, like even more of a game than yeah. it was before. Um. But yeah, D2 is what it is. Sea of Thieves also has like a massive uh, Twitch following still. Yeah. Really? Like lots of people I like mean, to watch it I mean, it's a fun game to watch played. because it's kind of unpredictable in a way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but Destiny is in kind of like a weird place right now. Um, it's like some days I have fun. Other days I'm like, why am I doing this? This is like a second job. <laughs> Sounds exactly like... Destiny one did yeah, par all the for, way through par for the course, man. <laughs> um, it's mostly just because I don't like where the community is right now. Because I feel like the only people left playing are hardcore, mm. like really hardcore people. So, like I can't play Crucible without being basically last yeah. on the team every time. It's too sweaty because there hasn't and been I'm like a new really content drop like, to bring everybody I don't, back. Yeah, I don't think I've gotten that much worse over time. Maybe I have. Maybe I'm just too old for that shit now. Um, but I mean, I can I can slide back into Rainbow Six, which I feel is a pretty hardcore game and do fine. Yeah. Um, but like, I mean, Destiny, it's like, oh, yeah, I just played a match against these people, you know, right before this, because uh, who mean, knows how many people are playing right now. But I, I do expect in the fall it's going to be in an awesome place. I like the direction they're going. So it's just like I'm playing a lot lately, partially because Corey plays and he's somebody I can play with and none of you guys are playing anything. So I can't play Rainbow Six or Sea of Thieves or whatever. Division two. Um, Don't make us feel guilty. But I mean, the other reason is, is that there are certain things like I want to finish before the new content comes out. Yeah. But uh, some of them are just such a drag. Um, and there's been some bugs lately that are just nasty Yeah, and they kind of postponed fixing them because of the whole like labor issues thing. That's real big right now. Yeah. They're not, they're not people making to death, people crunch, which I respect. Um, 
Yeah, but this next week they're fixing the two like super major bugs that have been plaguing the game for like a month now. Um, so that'll be nice. And there's some new stuff coming out. Cool. M- moments of triumph, whatever. That's cool. I'm I'm going to be in a weird place with it because I feel like I will probably tr- port my PS4 character over to PC when that can happen. And then I'll probably play through all the Forsaken stuff and then just be like, okay, I'm done. Well, Shadowkeep is going to be out. Yeah, I'm not going to buy that. I don't you, want to. You're getting it with Stadia. Yeah, but then I can't play with him. Uh, right? Didn't they change that? I don't know. No? I th- Hard-hitting I think... reporting from the Midwest Game Nerds podcast. No, like the the <clears throat> player pool isn't combined, but I think the cross-save thing now works with Stadia. Well, that's I think fine, that's what they changed. But then, we should probably check on that. But what what does that matter? That's not the point I'm trying to make. Okay. Like, yeah, if I if I keep my Stadia pre-order, I will get Shadow Keep, but then I have to well, port over to... Well, then you can't play it to... on PC anyways. Exactly, so, yeah. yeah. But you so, could play... You could use your character on PC. I could. I could. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that shakes out. I could also just not play Destiny 2 ever again. You could. Yeah. That's a possibility. I wouldn't fault you, but... So. It's... Yeah. It'll allow you to jump between Stadia, PlayStation, Steam, uh, and Xbox without losing progress. So you can use the same character across all. So I could all. come back down to PC and play with you guys, and mm-hmm. I don't want to play Crucible. I might raid with you guys. We don't but. There's but other things. We honestly, like, the few times I've played with them, we really haven't done a ton of Crucible, but I know a lot of that was just because they were trying to get me caught up with the yeah. rest of the stuff. But... Um, the gambit mode is really cool. Like, yeah, it would be fun to play that, and I'll be able to do that with since I own Forsaken, yeah. right? Well, no, yeah. or that, all that's gonna be free. any of any yeah. of the yeah anything that is uh, team based is like free for okay. everybody. All right, so that's cool. But anyway, Destiny. Move on. Game news. News what first story was the one that Brian posted. From Polygon.com. Really, I just love to talk about anything that involves PlayStation 4 not having crossplay. Be- being assholes about yeah. something. Just want to rub it in their faces because I'm sure they're listening. You're just trying to balance out my Sony fo- fanboy. That too. Yeah. So this again <laughs> is the subtitle. Wargroove comes to PlayStation 4 without crossplay. Uh, I talked about Wargroove a while back. Uh, it came out on Switch and PC and Xbox One. It's kind of an advanced wars slash fire emblemy type game, mm-hmm. strategy RPG, some might call it. And uh, one of the notable things is that you were able to cross-play, like do some competitive uh, matches against other people on Switch, PC, or Xbox One, and you know you can play against anybody on any of those systems. But Unfortunately, the PlayStation 4 version, I think, was coming out later for other reasons, but also one of the things is that they've been fighting with Sony to try and get um, cross-play, but it apparently will not be happening. They can still, you can still, PS4 players, the game is now out on PS4, and you can still download any of the community-made map designs, regardless of where they came from, and upload their own maps and campaigns to be shared with other platforms as well as the PS4. So that's still cool. But um, the developer Chucklefish's chief executive, Finn Bryce, said on Reset Era, which is a popular gaming forum that is basically replacing NeoGAF, he said, It's probably supposed to be Resetera. No, I'm not going to do that. Like, et cetera. Quote, we were told in no uncertain terms uh, by Sony that cross-platform play was not going to happen. Uh, End quote. This despite being able to, quote, literally toggle a switch and have it working. End quote, he said at the time. What? Fucking A, man. That's so ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's pretty dumb. Um, Where is that switch? We need to find it. (laughs) I would just assume at that point, like, Wargroove will not do well on PS4 because of that. Maybe, maybe not. I, I mean, mean, that's the last platform I would buy it on, knowing that. Yeah, that, I mean, that's true. I, I would much rather but I don't it. own it yet, and I would like to buy that game at some point. D- it it's depends on, on where friends own it, right? Isn't it on Game Pass? Is it? It might be on Game Pass, I'm actually. like 90% sure. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's on well, Game Pass for PC. I don't even have to buy it. 
but Pretty yeah, sure it is. Maybe. So, um, but yeah, that is such a bummer. Like, I don't understand. I thought we were past this. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's like you only get to have cross-platform play if you are a huge moneymaker like, yeah. like Fortnite or Rocket League and uh and stuff like that so hopefully by next generation this gets figured out or maybe people will make enough stink that they'll go back and be like fine flip the switch but um yeah polygon noted that gearbox also was like saying switch they're gonna flag our video (laughs) uh gearbox light switch Switch. week that crossplay will not be happening for borderlands 3 at launch at least um you think they listen? Yeah, they're here. <laughs> yeah, that sound is trademarked. But anyway, uh, yeah, that sucks. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> it's all your fault. It's gonna keep you in check. Fuck he's, Sony, he's a piece of shit. I bring that. I bring that shit up. <laughs> uh, I know. I'm the first to say when Sony's being assholes as well, whenever I can. Okay. Um, Vice, Vice Gaming had a, a bit of a, so there's this big thing out there about Joy-Con drift for the Nintendo Switch. People having issues where if you don't touch your Joy-Con, but yet for some reason, uh, your character in the game still moves left or you, you start seeing when you tap your brake and the back end kicks out around a corner. No, it's not, it's not Joy-Con Tokyo Tokyo drift. Drift. That's uh, (laughs) a, that's a different Mario Kart drift. Yeah. But uh, no, so there's there's this issue that people have noted uh, quite a bit called Joy-Con drift, and for quite a while, you would contact Nintendo and get it repaired, and it would cost you something like forty dollars to repair a controller that you paid basically seventy dollars for anyway. But uh, since a big enough stink has been made about it, somebody sent Vice Gaming an internal Nintendo memo, and the title of the story is Internal Nintendo Memo Instructs Memo Instructs Customer Service to Fix Joy-Con Drift for Free. The company will repair devices free of charge even outside of the warranty period. So you no longer have to prove your purchase when you get this repair made. Um, and if you had it made in the past, you can contact them for a refund as well. And they should be, if, if they have proof that you did have it repaired, they will send you your money back. So cool of Nintendo to do that. Sucks that it's an issue in the first place. Um, there hasn't really, since Nintendo's being very mum about it, there's never been any kind of update of like, hey, this has been completely fixed in other later models of Joy-Con. It apparently mostly happens with the left Joy-Con. I think it's probably just more noticeable with that one because of the fact that that stick is usually the one that's controlling character Ooh. movement, whereas the right stick Whoa, is that's bad doing its own stuff. So, um, yeah, there's a class action lawsuit for those of you who have been affected by this issue. Nintendo's internal memo will not dismiss this lawsuit. It will still be going on, so if you want to join that, please do. I don't have any details on that. You can Google it if you want. But, yeah, Nintendo did release a statement um, after, (coughs) you know, Vice contacted them about this. But uh, they didn't really comment directly on the memo. They just said, at Nintendo, we take great pride in creating quality products, and we are continuously making improvements to them. We are aware of recent reports that some Joy-Con controllers are not responding correctly. We want our customers to have fun with the Nintendo Switch, and if anything falls short of this goal, we always encourage them to visit support.nintendo.com so we can help. So yeah, sucks that it's an issue. Good that they're repairing it for free, Um, and hopefully it's something that's been fixed in later models. Word. All right, and then finally... Also on Polygon.com, Doom's Bethesda.net login will be patched out. Long story short, Doom 1, 2, and 3 are out on Switch <clears throat> for pretty cheap. The first two are 5 bucks, the third one's $10. Um, but people were complaining because you can't play them offline, even though there's no online multiplayer, especially in Doom 1 and 2. Um, and you have to log into Bethesda.net in order to even play the game in the first place. But Bethesda came out and said, hey, we're going to make that optional because it should have been, and we're going to change that now. So that's still forthcoming. I don't think the update is out, but uh, it did become a meme, people putting it in 
you know, Mario World, or <laughs> this looks like Banjo Kazooie. Well, or isn't there like, like that. the Doom Slayers Club or whatever? And yeah, like, is that what it's mainly tied to? To like track your kills and things that you do in the games? Yes. To like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that that was kind of the the reason that it was connected is so that you could you could track that stuff. You could yeah track your game like, stats and. I don't really know if there's like any benefit to doing it other than that. If it's gonna get, I mean, you the Slayers anything. Club gets you all kinds of free shit. Like if you play Doom games like at all, really, and and you like kill things in the game, which is the whole fucking point. Like you can get you earn points and is stuff. That why you're called a Slayer? Yeah, interesting. It's the Slayers Club. So and it's also how you could get into like a bunch of like pre-release stuff too. I like, wasn't aware I should sign up for that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, make it take it back, Bethesda. I make wonder it if it could mandatory. retroactively. Like count my kills in the new Doom. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make it mandatory, but I'm just, I was joking. Yeah, I just think it's. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's. It's cool that it's an option for people, yeah. but it should be an option. It shouldn't be mandatory. So I, you know, there's there's a reason to log in if you want to, but at the same time, like I wonder this article doesn't state whether or not this fixes the fact that you need to be online to play it at all. Period. Um, that's my biggest concern. With the Switch, you know, it's portable. Yeah. You want to be able to take it on the train with you, play Without through some Doom Without tethering levels. to my cell phone. Yeah, that would be that would be good. Somebody did say if you start playing it while you are not, or while you are connected to the internet and then take it off, it's not like it prevents you from continuing to play. So at least that is out there, but mm. no word on whether or not this patch will fix that I mean, issue. this part's a bummer, but it is good news that doom is now on basically every platform it, yeah I mean, it's it also about, yeah. on android i don't know about ios yeah it's on ios as Sweet. well yeah so i mean yeah doom's one of those games that and it's great that it's so cheap like five bucks five bucks for doom one and doom and five bucks for doom two is that's a lot of many good game many for hours $10. of enjoyment lots of replayability yep so cool that they're gonna fix that but Okay. What do we want to talk about first? Do Marvel. All right. That's not what I put on the first one. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 is out for the Switch. <laughs> there were two previous Marvel Ultimate Alliance games. They were there? came out for the uh for the 360 and PS3, I believe, not the PS2. Yeah. On the PS2 there was X-Men Legends 1 and 2. Those were also great and the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games kind of grew out of that. Uh, this one is developed by a different team. It's developed by Team Ninja and Koei Tecmo, which is kind of weird that there's a Japanese developer developing a yeah. Marvel game, but that's cool. Um, but yeah, there's nothing too crazy different about this one. It's it's very much, it plays a lot like Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2, from what I understand. Um, and I think it's got a good roster of characters. There's something like 40-ish characters that you can play as. Um, I played it four player co-op on the same TV with Willie, Nick and Gojo. And we, uh, basically the only complaint that we have with it is that the camera is very wonky when there's four people mm, playing on yeah. one TV. Um, so that was kind of a little bit disappointing. I wonder if it's any better when you're playing it online, if, if you can kind of move away from each other a little bit more, but we still had a great time with it. We're probably 75 percent of the way through the game at this point um and it's probably about a 10 hour game total and um yeah it's it's a lot of fun the, not taking the story very seriously the story f is not really that close to the movies and it's kind of like a different remix of some stuff that happens in the comics too um but it's very much it's much more of a beat em up than like the old school X Men Legends game. There's not really any loot or anything that you equip to your characters, but there is like a level progression system where you can upgrade your skills and things like that. You can equip your characters with ISO eight, which is a thing that came out of the mobile games that kind of like boosts stats and you can like craft new ISO eight and things like that. And then also as you play through the game you can find infinity challenges, which are like just you can replay some of the battles in the games with these goals that you can get stars from. And when you collect these stars, you unlock secondary costumes for the characters that are in the game. Cool. Hmm. You also have, I think, four of the characters are locked behind the Infinity Challenges. But if you go and beat their Infinity Challenge, then you unlock them. I think that's Elektra, Loki, 
Thanos, and there's a fourth one. But anyway, uh, no, it's fun. It's a great time, especially if you're playing with friends. If you liked Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2, I think it's very good. Um, I don't think there's much to be disappointed with about it. Like I said, the story's kind of short, but the Infinity Challenges make it a little bit... Um, give you a, a lot more life actually there's a lot of stuff to do with those the only other thing is like the difficulty kind of really ramped up in the second half of the game we kind of breezed through the first five chapters there's 10 chapters total we breezed through those first five without a ton of issues but then you start getting to some enemies that are kind of cheap later in the game and so that made it kind of hard uh, to actually are they only cheap because you're not using the right character with the right abilities to like take care of them or no some of it might be like it's kind of hard to keep track i guess that's the other the other disappointing thing is that like you only level up the characters you play as right and it's such a big roster that like even if you wanted to move around and like level up everybody you basically have to go back and play the same content to kind of slowly ramp them up it's like playing Diablo. As you do infinity challenges and go through the game, you'll find like XP cubes that you can use to just immediately boost somebody up. If you're like, oh, hey, I really want to switch it up and play as somebody else to go and, yeah. you oh, know. That's cool. But, uh, you know, you got to do more infinity challenges to really unlock more of those. So I don't know if the challenge to it is just like, oh, you're under leveled or what the deal is. But like we got to a point where like, with some of the bosses and the enemies we actually had to like make a strategy and formulate things which doesn't sound like a bad thing because it isn't but like it just presented more of a challenge like it, it was a very different experience playing it last night than it was playing two weeks ago because yeah. it was just we were just kind of sitting down beating people up making jokes having fun or whatever and then you know we actually got our asses handed to us a few times last night where we were like Typical we gotta go Saturday back night, you know <laughs> so beating people up yep but no, I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a good get for the Switch. I think it's also been selling extremely well. Which it, it's is there sold an expansion beyond. pass? Like, are there going to be like other? I think story there's arcs a thirty dollar expansion pass. One. I don't think it's very clear. I know right now there's free DLC coming in the form of Colossus and Cyclops, so you Ooh. can play as them. But Expansion Pass 1, which I think is $30, gets you access to three additional character packs. Not sure if there's any story mode or anything coming with them. There's probably more Infinity Challenges would be my guess. Yeah. But um, the first one's Marvel Knights, which has like Punisher and Moon Knight and um, a couple I've other never people. I've never heard of Moon Knight. Moon Knight's really rad. You'd probably like him mm. a lot. He looks really cool and he's got some interesting stories to him. Marvel Knights is the first one. They announced the four characters of that. It's out there somewhere if people want to check it out. Did I say Blade? No. I think Blade's in there too. Oh, so there's oh a buddy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He's, he could be voiced by Wesley Snipes. I don't think Wesley's doing too much these days, but probably not. Some motherfuckers always <laughs> try to ice skate uphill. I mean, he's not in the new uh, movie, so. Yeah. yeah. He's got time on his hands. but yeah. Maybe he's just going to do the voice. Good, yeah. Um, and then there's a Fantastic Four pack, which is just going to be the Fantastic Four, I would assume, since it's four characters. Um, and then there's also another X-Men pack that's coming. They haven't said who's in that one because, you know, there, there's already several X-Men in there. You have Nightcrawler, Storm, um, uh, Wolverine, of course. Uh, Magneto's in there. He's the other fourth one you can unlock with the Infinity Trials. So... They have some X-Men in there already, but they're probably going to have more. I'm hoping Gambit's in there somewhere because I like Gambit a lot. But How many characters did you say there are? I, w- I want to double check the lunch. number real quick. It's like 40-ish. Oh, wow. That is an ultimate alliance. It is. It is. Um, sorry. Guys, you're supposed to fill this in. Fill what in? Me this space Googling things. So, yes. so what did you eat for breakfast? I had uh build your own omelet with cheese mix, which was like a bunch of cheeses, mm. uh bacon and fried potatoes and Excellent. rye toast. It was delicious. Yeah, it was very good. And they actually fresh squeezed their orange juice there, which is awesome. Cool. I knew it was fresh because I had to chew half of it. I drank a lot of cocktails last night with fresh squeezed juices. Nice. I went to a tiki bar. Huh. Very cool. Very cool. And I'm not hungover. Even cooler. All right. I'm just going to read them off. 
Black Panther, Black Widow, Captain America, Captain Marvel, Crystal, who's an inhuman, Daredevil, Deadpool, Doctor Strange, Drax, Elsa, Bloodstone, Falcon, Gamora, Ghost Rider, Groot, and Rocket Raccoon are one character. Like they put in a fucking Nick Cage Ghost Rider? Like a Disney character? No, Elsa Bloodstone is like a. Oh, I thought Bloodstone was like another character. Elsa Bloodstone is her name. She's like a beast hunter or something. I don't know much about her. Not Elsa Ice Queen. Yeah. Elsa Bloodstone. My bad. Hawkeye, Hulk, Iron Fist, Iron Man, Luke Cage, Miles Morales, Miss Marvel, Nightcrawler, Psylocke, Scarlet Witch, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Man, uh, Star-Lord, Storm, Thor, Venom, Wasp, and Wolverine are all the people that you unlock over the course of the normal game. The unlockable Infinity Trials characters are Elektra, Loki, Magneto, and Thanos. Free DLC characters that should be coming in the future. We know Cyclops and Colossus are coming. There were some leaked characters in the name of Black Bolt, um, Medusa, Valkyrie, and Vision. And then paid DLC characters that are confirmed so far as Blade, Moon Knight, Morbius, and Punisher as the Marvel Knights DLC. So, yeah. Overall, I've had quite a bit of fun with it. If it sounds like the kind of game you want, just make sure it's more of a beat-em-up than it is like a loot thing that I think we had originally talked about it hopefully being... I was hoping they would pour more of the pull more of the Marvel Heroes stuff into it, especially since Marvel he- Heroes got shut down. But they didn't really do that. It's mostly just using abilities and, you know. To be honest, I think the only thing stopping me from getting it is, well, two things actually. I don't want to spend the money right now, and I don't think I'd end up playing with any friends, and I don't want to play that game alone because it sounds boring to play alone. Well, Gojo and I have it, so true. You have friends you could play it with. I was thinking of uh, Disney Ultimate Alliance Hearts Kingdom. Is it local only, or can no? There's online co-op as well, yeah. But you can't combine the two, so it's not like you can have two people on one and two people on another. I'm pretty sure you can do that with the uh, Diablo. Yeah, I think so too. But um, no, it's. I think it's quite good. It's just one of those things that uh, it's weird that like Nintendo, it's probably never coming to other platforms because Nintendo paid to have it happen. I think it wouldn't have happened without Nintendo money, but it sounds like it feels Sony (laughs) fucking shitheads. It sounds like it did well (laughs) enough that Nintendo's not going to regret the choice to do that. So hopefully uh, maybe there will be more in the future. This is called uh, it's season pass one. So there could be more stuff that comes out later, but I don't know. I mean, Marvel might have like a, well, I don't know. Do they have like a weird relationship with Sony too because of the whole Spider-Man thing? And Kind of, a little bit. That's the other thing I was like, going to say. You get Spider-Man and that's it. The uh, Dr. Octavius and Spider-Man voice actors from the PS4 game are in the Marvel Ultimate oh. Alliance game, which is fun. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, it could. That might it might be a little weird because of that, but I don't know. It's not really, it's kind of a strange situation anyway. So anyway. Cool. That's Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Cool. I'm glad games are coming out again. Yes. It's nice. Speaking of games. Let's talk about Wolfenstein. Yeah. Wolfenstein Youngblood. Yes. It is the first co-op Wolfenstein game. Pretty cool that they tried that, something new. Um, I'm always excited to try any sort of co-op game that comes out, really, because they seem to be few and far between, at least as far yeah. as shooters go. Um, yeah. Yeah takes place in the 1980s and you play as uh, the daughters of BJ Blazkowicz which is the main protagonist of course of all the Wolfenstein games and uh, yeah basically the storyline's a little weird they kind of do these weird time jumps that seem unnecessary with the cinematics but the cinematics are well done they're cool um, and you uh, I forget the names of the characters jess and who's the other one it's a great question i don't know bj the one that i played bj's gone missing and his daughters are trying to find him that's the story that's the main yeah gist of it and you basically as far as i can tell the whole game pretty much takes place in paris um and it has like an open-ended uh france Yes. Paris, No, France. Paris, Texas. <laughs> it is Nazi. I'm just looking for clarification for the listeners. You this know. is an alternate timeline, obviously, and this is Nazi-occupied Paris in mm-hmm. the 1980s. Um, so it could be Texas. <laughs> um, yeah, well, they're from Texas, actually. 
Hell yeah. So, yes. The first cinematic, I believe, takes place in Texas. Um, but yeah, it unlike the other Wolfenstein games, it's not a linear game. It um, has like an open mission structure where you get to kind of choose what you want to do when you want to do it to a point. There's a lot of level gating because there's an RPG element to the game. Because um, the world needs that. Yeah. Yeah, that seems to be what most people are harping on with their reviews of this game, which is weird. It, I feel like it got a lot of positive buzz coming out of E3, and then these reviews are coming out, and people are like, there's levels and stuff. Um, like, are developers just sick of having people just breeze through their games? Yeah, basically. I think a little bit. Like, I think the more that you stay engaged with the game, obviously, the better for them. The more likely you are to purchase DLC and things like that, right? You're Play all- the content that they're actually developing after the fact and, and, like, adding into the game later on. So, it's better the longer you spend playing their game, right? Sure, I suppose. But, like, at the same... Like, when we were playing yesterday, so Brian bought... The cool thing is, the game is $30. It's out on everything. You can get it on Switch. And on all of the platforms, uh, there's a demo that you can download. And if you download the demo, you can be invited to the game by anybody who's purchased the $40 version of the game. So there's a $40 Deluxe Edition. And if you do that, you can invite people through the demo to play the game with you and it can be anybody and it keeps your progress it tracks what you've done there's multiple save slots so you can play with different people yeah different parts in the game um so that's the cool thing i didn't have to pay a dollar for it brian spent 40 bucks and and he i was able to play we played the first three and a half hours or so four hours yesterday yeah it's up on twitch if you want to watch it um but do do you get to choose which of the girls you play as Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah. And you get to choose which of the girls you play as. You choose the first ability that you unlock as well. You choose the first weapon that you use. You get to choose a couple of different things, so you can kind of. And they have different abilities and like different weapon specializations. They both or? have access to the same weapons and same ability pool, but you can choose to spec out however you'd like. Gotcha. Okay. They have different personalities and different hair color. Yeah. So either way, like if you play a game with somebody else and they choose the character you played last time, like you'll still have the same specked out pool of things that you did. I think it's, on a different on the other character. It is still a story based structure, so I'm pretty sure if you play with different people, you just use a different save slot and have different progress. Well, yeah, that that I think is kind of the main thing. Like you can either host people or you can join randos is my understanding mm-hmm. um you can also gate it off so randos can't join you yeah so only whoever's hosting decides where in the story you're at i don't really understand how your character moves into those basically like if you come into it at like if is it gonna put two jesses together probably not no it's always one of each for sure so i don't know if it just switches your identity if you join if like yeah. to yeah right. like that type of thing but um, but yeah, people are complaining about the level type stuff, but honestly, my biggest complaint with this game is that so much of the, um, tutorializing of the game is given through these computers that are in the level that you can just miss or skip. Yeah. For and example, so, the one that I found that teaches you more about how to read the mini map is in like a hidden spot. Yeah. So they reward you for not knowing how to use the map by finding this computer that tells you how to use the map. It's really it, like it's they, weird. And they're meted out in such like a very like lax pace that mm-hmm. oftentimes they're irrelevant by the time you get to them. But there's also some that are like super essential. Like basically, in addition to enemies being a different level. The, and, and everybody has their level and like a name above them, but then they also have a life bar as well. And sometimes that life bar has like white chunks in yeah. front of it. It's very division esque in a way. That symbolize like an armor plating and certain weapons. There's like two different types. There's like a real thick white bar and like real thin white bars. And different types of weapons will be more effective at different types of armor. And we basically piece that together on our own because we either did not 
go and find that computer or we did and neither of yeah. us said anything about it or who i i don't know maybe we skipped over it there there's an actual symbol that like each weapon has like uses a certain ammo type and there's like a symbol for it and then the corresponding character that it can be uh, that is uh, vulnerable to that ammo has that symbol on it on, on their life bars, bars. Yeah. yeah so it's uh, so it's like Wolfenstein 76. Well, like, <laughs> you got to read the computers to get the information. It, it's No, there's yeah. there's actual story in it, too, and people to talk to. So oh, okay. It's yes. a little better in that respect. But I honestly, like, I had less of an issue. Like, I thought that we were doing bad against some people because of the fact that the life bar wasn't going down very quickly but it was probably more because we were using the wrong weapons yeah and we just didn't know how to read the life bar yes the first problem we had with that first boss so i have to wonder how much of people's issues with the bullet sponginess is actually due to the fact that they're not they just using don't understand the, right. the mechanic in the game because the game doesn't do a good job of, of actually teaching it, it to yeah, you yeah right, right. and it's like, on a computer and somebody's not telling it to you yes if you utilize the skills <laughs> and like the stealth mechanics you actually can do bonus damage to targets like if you sneak attack most of the regular targets you can kill them in one hit and stuff like that and i don't know it's not as bullet spongy as people seem to make it out to be, in yeah. my opinion. But not um, yet, anyway. Only three and a half hours in. I understand. Maybe it gets worse if you just played one of the other Wolfenstein games. It might seem a bit jarring because you can't just headshot somebody for the most part. But um, I mean, headshots, I just, I believe, still do more damage. Yeah. Um, it's a little weird that they went this direction, but I don't think it's like a deal breaker. Like a lot of people seem to be making it out to be. Um, I guess a lot of people have had technical problems too. And I mean, like Alex had a bit of one once, but that was in like four hours of playing. Yeah. And I think that was, that, that was more on my computer end than it was on yeah. the game itself. As my far as computer I was fine. The frame rate's amazing. It's like flawless. It runs so good. And it's a pretty good looking game. It's not the best, but it's pretty damn good looking especially considering the frame rate. It's like on par, I would say, with probably New Doom, maybe a bit better. Yeah. Um, Doom 2016. Yeah. No, there's no game called New Doom, but there should be. Yes. But New Doom. Um, I don't know. I've had a lot of fun with it. All the it characters a, are naked. <laughs> a lot of uh, it, It's gotten a lot of slack for the writing and stuff, too, which I think is fine. It's supposed to be kind of tug-in-cheek, like... <laughs> T- t- bone apple say, tea. Did I say tug? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I meant tongue. You ever been to a place that does tug and cheek? <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's, that's where I went with that's, first. That's his new massage parlor technique. <laughs> tug, tug and cheek. <laughs> that's where they just pull on your butt cheeks. <laughs> One second, I got to see if that URL is available. <laughs> tug, Tugandcheek.com. <laughs> I know what I'm saying. I accidentally. We know what you were saying too, man. We're just, you know, tongue and cheek. Oh, it's available. I have to buy it now. We're streaming. Somebody could take this from us. Tug, yeah, tongue tug and tug and cheek. Tongue and cheek. Tug tug and cheek dot com. Redirecting to Brian's Facebook. <sighs> yep. Anyway, uh, uh, sorry. dot com. <laughs> yeah, I. It's supposed to be cheesy. It's it's like a, yeah. a cheesy '80s setting. The voice acting's fine. Does it's any good, well the problem is like you're like actually it's not really a problem I suppose but like the generation of people playing this game probably all grew up in the 80s like do they not realize how fucking cheesy the 80s were in yeah. general like the whole 80s that entire decade was cheese well, the whole thing and the thing is like i think the daughters are very irreverent like the fact like one of the first it's not even really spoiling anything cuz it's in the first like 10 minutes of the game but the first person that they kill is this like weird half celebration also like nauseous like oh my god we killed a dude and it was fucking awesome kind of thing like this this is a game about shooting nazis like what do you expect it to really be and i guess i can't compare it to the first two in the series right i don't i haven't played the new order i haven't played the new colossus those games are like they're wild as far as like how over the top they get yeah 
but also weirdly serious at the same time. Okay. It's, yeah. The so writing has always seen, been con- inconsistent for this series. We haven't seen that much of the seriousness in Youngblood so far. Yeah, I don't from think my there's opinion. going to be any serious, which uh, is and fine. And I don't think it needs it. This yeah. isn't a real sequel. This is a half step kind of game. Like, the real sequel to a new Col- or the new Colossus is not out there's yet. There's a Wolfenstein and, and 3 that's being worked on. Yeah, as far as for I know. For sure. But, um, but do you feel that this game creates new mechanics that will lend themselves to the new Wolfenstein in a positive manner or no? I don't think they they will make their way into that game. You think it'll just be a shoot 'em up like Yeah, I think they deliberately made this like more RPG-ish so it had oh. more replay value. What if they fast forward to like 2 years ago? <laughs> they could We'll see. Killing all know. the American Nazis. <laughs> Maybe. But, like, I think... Um, That's tug-in-cheek, bro. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> We're done here. No. Um, I, I I had a lot of fun playing the game. Yeah, it you was know? fun. The other thing is something we didn't talk about, the weapon upgrading system. They have some cool... There's, like, five suppressors. different... Suppressors. Yeah, there are suppressors. Check out our Good. clip Twitch. Um, our Twitch clip. Uh, there are like five different things that you can upgrade on every gun. It's the stock, the ammo, like the magazine, the scope, the uh, the receiver, mm-hmm. and something else. But you can upgrade those five things, and they all have three different types of upgrades that raise different things. But they also have like brands associated mm-hmm. with those upgrades. So if you get three of those branded upgrades on one gun then there's some bonus that gets added to it one of the brands gives you an upgrade to how much headshot damage you do one of them gives you an upgrade to how much overall damage you do and then the third one i think might be like a fire rate type thing i'm not sure i can't remember what the what the middle one was Mm -hmm. but it gives you a little bit more variability in how your weapons work which is kind of fun and um you know, the weapons feel really good. The shooting feels really good. Moving around in the game feels great. They have these power suits yeah, on that let them double jump and stuff like that. And It's definitely a fast game, and uh, some of the, there's a lot of mobility. One of the fun abilities that we discovered is if you, uh, you have this ability, you can hold shift to run, and if you run at a weak enough enemy, they will literally just explode if you hit them right. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. And they, they explode. That's awesome. So that, that was fun. Um, some bloody mess. Yes, absolutely. Less limbs, more just blood. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of funny. There were some times where it would glitch a little bit and the person, like the body just disappears and gets replaced with like an explosion of blood. But <laughs> um, either way, it's still fun. The only other thing that I think was kind of weird is like because of some of the lack of like tutorializing, the way that the mission structure kind of works is uh, a little yeah. bit weird. We went to go do a side mission and I think like since the game is very open it's kind of there's some open worldiness to it a little bit there's like different sectors that you can move to they're pretty large though they're pretty big and they're, in, they're in scope they're, they're, there's a lot going on there's like buildings to go into and come out yeah. of like a lot of secrets a lot of collectibles little tiny puzzle type things as far yeah. as for how to find things so like that stuff is good but they don't explain it super well so like we went to go start a mission and i think we finished an objective in the sector we were in and then it would tell us to leave and go to another sector but then it would also be giving us these like live events that happen in these sectors as well things that are just like oh somebody comes over your radio and is like hey there's a thing going on here go do it so it was kind of hard to keep things straight as to like what it was but i think there was just a little bit of learning curve to it i think we understand how it works now but um yeah it has like daily and weekly almost like bounty type things too like uh, optional missions for extra leveling if you want um yeah they added a games as a service aspect to it in a a sense but it's really it's still like just a two-player co-op game and do you there have is, to play it with another person? You don't, and I. that's another thing. A lot of people are complaining about... How dumb the AI is. If how you're much it sucks to play alone, and I'm just like, why the fuck did you buy this game? It's clearly to be played with one of your friends or somebody. And, and the fact, like, I think... I think they really could have committed to it a little bit and been like, hey, instead Whoa. of se- instead of selling a slightly more expensive version, maybe they should have just let everybody do the buddy pass thing like yes, a way out absolutely. to it, right? Yeah. Like, well, like the um, 
like Gears of War was a co-op game, but like that the AI in that was like solid, you know, like for the most part. I think that's the thing. I think there's probably great. The only, the only other thing is like one of the abilities that you can get is cloaking, and there's supposed to be this like stealth-ish type way you can go about playing this game at least in some segments but the issue if you're playing by yourself is that you can't really command your partner to do anything right so you can't be like hey wait here while i go find the commandant so i can kill him and he won't call in backup that type of thing so i think that's where a lot of people are having issues with that but you know us playing together we didn't really run into that issue i think it's really meant to be played with another person um so, you know, I think the flexibility of that buddy system is great. It just it feels like if they really like wanted people to play it with other people, they should have just included that in the $30 package. I, I totally agree with that. Well, I mean, and just in general, that particular um, aspect of a game, you know, like a way out or in this case, you know, Wolfenstein, like that buddy system, buddy pass uh, sells more copies, man. Like because yeah. that. That's what got us to tell like Nick and Gojo like you guys to need play to play this game out, yeah. like you have to play this like you know and so it promotes that like you know whether one or both of them ended up buying it I don't know but that's it promotes telling people to play it you know well and that's the thing like you go ahead and give these other people like it is really just like a demo of the game like I don't know that you can actually play any of the game in the demo. They just called know. it the demo version for you to like download it so right. you can be invited to play it with yeah. someone who played who bought the ultimate edition. But now if I'm like, man, I really keep thinking about this game that I'm playing and I want to be able to play it on my own or, you know, like play it with another person that I know or something like that, then it'll make me want to go out and buy that game too. So you're kind of like spreading it around a little bit and getting people to try it out and get familiar yeah. with it and play it. So I think it's a great idea. Um, and yeah, you'll have some people that are like, okay, only one of us needs to buy this. We'll split it 15 bucks a piece and we can play it together all the time. That might be the case, but I don't know. Like, I think there's probably a good mix of both. So, you know, I think it's a great idea for them to have that buddy pass thing. The fact that you can spread that around and play it as much as you want with different people is great. Mm -hmm. But, um, I think if they like... They could have made the AI smarter or a little more commandable or at least make it so that it would conform to your play style a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't sound like they went that far or found a good way to do that in this game, which is weird. Like, I feel like there's been like, I feel like the AI in, in Wildlands is pretty good. You set up your yeah. command shots if you want to include well, the, a system like that yes but the ai in wildlands also isn't necessarily detected by enemies even in open sight yeah and maybe that's something that they could have done and they're in just Wolfenstein really good at hiding well. dude I, I i i was like taking over a small base in wildlands and one of my guys <laughs> was like right out in the fucking open and a guard walked right up to him and passed him and nothing happened. I've heard that it can be a little bit forgiving with that type of thing. A little bit? No, no, in, in Wolfenstein. Oh, I mean. okay. So I, I've heard that it can be a little more forgiving if you do try to play uh, stealthy on your own. But, I, you know, you do see vision triangles pop up with, you know, when people think they mm-hmm. detect you. And then when they're fully filled up, they know exactly where you are and you'll hear, hear alarms go off. It'd be funny like if, that. like, because they're twins or whatever, it does the a way out thing where it splits the screen into two and you just do exact mirror motions of each other. That'd be fun. And you can see, like, okay, I, if we're moving through this room and there's guards in these areas, if we move around them in this manner, we won't be seen. Like something like, like twin that. vision, like how real twins can see what happens. To yeah, other. exactly. <laughs> the other thing that's because they have the shinning. Creep. The other thing that we 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 did have we did that I do like in the game is the 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 system that allows you to like buff each other. So you yeah can give each other a little health or armor. There's other ones that you can buy with the upgrade currency in order to like make each other invulnerable for five seconds or reduce damage for for however long and that type of thing so it's just kind of fun if you you don't even actually have to look at each other but like you'll give each other like a thumbs up or do other motions or things for the different 
types of upgrades. You do seem to have to be within a certain radius of the other player. Yeah, and I think there is an ability that increases the radius as well, so you can do it over longer distances, but it's just kind of fun to be, oh, crap, I'm losing my health or my armor, and then you, like, run and find each other real quick and, like, give each other the buff, and then you run off, and it's on a cooldown. Yeah, Yeah, basically, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, the buff is, like, thumbs up by default, I think, mm -hmm. or at least for one of the characters. Well, the, the, the buff... Depending on what buff you're doing, it's a different emote. So the thumbs up is the health. There's Brian does one that does like a dance. Yeah, I I have the deluxe version comes with a couple different skins too for weapons and uh, armor and stuff. And it also comes with a couple different emotes. And one is the cyborg emote. So you just like dance the robot (laughs) silently instead of actually uh, doing your usual like thumbs up or whatever for the buff. And I think that buff actually fills both of our armors to maximum rather than just like a little bit. So the, and the emotes will get more expensive the more like helpful they are. Yeah, there is. I think there is a premium currency in the game, gold bars or something like that. Yeah. So you is. you you could theoretically buy things with real money, but I don't know what the exchange is like, and I'm never going to do that. So no. Anyway, it's very good. Um, good. Uh, you know, for thirty dollars, I wouldn't complain too much. Obviously, we're gonna play some more of it i don't know if it's gonna get harder in terms of the like level gating that goes on i don't know we're just playing on normal and there's like multiple different playing on normal there's a lot of side missions to do they tell you what level you should be at to do them so i i assume like i don't know how it would be if you were just trying to do mission critical like story only path maybe the the difficulty doesn't Maybe it ramps up too quickly. I don't know exactly how that stuff is handled. It's kind of hard to get a good grip yeah. on, but um, yeah. Good fun. Could be better, of course, but not nearly. Yeah, it's not a train wreck. Would like you, it would you seems give like it, people are trying to say it is. Would you give it the Nick and Gojo Award? Oh, I, I think, think they would have they a ton would, of fun playing it. Absolutely. I told them last night. I was like, you guys would love the shit out of Wolfenstein Youngblood. I think they'd have a great time with it cool yeah it's yeah i mean it'd be like it's very similar to kind of like playing destiny or something but with way more unlocks and shit i think it would be great to watch them playing it because every like they have all these great stories about how like they don't even have to communicate with each other anymore they just (laughs) they they work so well together that they just go and attack the situation and and it works out and there are these synergistic moments where things come together naturally for them because they've been playing video games together so long yeah mm-hmm. i think it would be very entertaining to watch both of them play it but uh yeah i don't know how much they're into wolfenstein i know nick is uh nick's been playing a lot of far cry new dawn as of late he picked that up mm. he's been enjoying it quite a bit so i think uh, he said when he finishes that up he finished five, didn't he? i think so that's crazy I think when he finishes up New Dawn, he might be looking for something new if Borderlands isn't out by then or Yeah. You know. Borderlands is out September thirteenth. So there's some time. And it just so happens I was taking that day off because I'm going to see Massive Attack the day before. Mm. So uh yeah. I guess I'll just sit at home hungover playing Borderlands all day. You have fun Sounds listening great. to the house theme for forty five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it should be fun. Are you buying Borderlands on PC? Yes. Absolutely. That's a shame. You won't be able to play with Nick and Gojo. For now, might be cross-play someday. <laughs> someday. But, but, probably mean, not. From PlayStation, not Sony. probably be yeah. <laughs> forever. Anyway. Cool. Well, if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month. And help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at npn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K and Gojo for their contributions. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Again, we are Twitch affiliates. You can use your free Prime subscription on Twitch to give us free money. Free money. Doesn't cost you anything. <laughs> Gives us a little bit of money to play with so we can do other cool shit like upgrade our gear or maybe introduce new shows or something like that yes. for the network. So by uh tugandcheek.com. Yeah, tugandcheek.com. You could help us. You could help us start Brian's new website and massage parlor. <laughs> we all need RTX 2080 TIs. <laughs> yes. That too. 
anyways uh yeah we'll we'll be talking fire emblem next episode and whatever else we come across in the meantime so if you have any suggestions email them over to us hit us up on social media and uh yeah we'll uh we'll, we'll go that way thanks again for listening we'll see you guys next time peace